Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the meditation that I put out there last week and that it was helpful to you. And if you haven't checked it out, feel free to go back to last week's episode for a free under 10-minute meditation. Things have been feeling heavy definitely globally this week. There is a lot going on internationally and I can feel that stress and the challenges of what's out there and the worry and the fear and the care for those who are impacted. It's just impossible not to see and and care about everything that's going on right now. So for this week's episode, I know... Things can be very stressful, especially in these tumultuous times. And I think that actually goes really well with the conversation that I had with Dr. Pooja Agarwal. We know that stress and overwhelm are things that can really impact our health. We can feel stress in so many ways from so many different things, be it worldwide events, be it things that are happening right in our lives directly, like health issues and and different things like that that can be within our immediate family as well. And we know that it impacts our health and can be very challenging to deal with. So this week... I'm excited to welcome Dr. Pooja Agarwal. Dr. Agarwal is a professional life coach, but she's also a board-certified neurologist and epileptologist. About four years ago, she experienced burnout as a physician, and so that is the main form of stress that she's going to talk about, but I think a lot of these tools can apply beyond um, burnout in particular. She then went on a journey to find a new approach to her lifestyle, and she's now a principal investigator for research in clinical trials and practicing in Orlando, Florida. And she's also realizing her potential through coaching by finding Zen in her life and enabling the same for other women. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. I really enjoyed hearing... Dr. Agarwal's perspective from um, the neurology perspective in terms of what is going on when we are feeling the impacts of stress and overwhelm in our body. She talks a lot about recognizing key self-care areas to help uh, reduce stress, to help us to be able to break that chronic loop. And and she talks a lot about looking at sleep. So I think that's a great one. Um, and, and many other places in terms of helping us to feel fulfilled, helping us to get through just being in that stressful place. And then being able to break beyond that into the fulfillment realm and feeling freedom and fun. So again, please enjoy this episode with Dr. Pooja Agarwal. Do you love the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast? Well, first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, if you love the podcast and you want more and more to keep coming, I would love your support 
through Kofi.com. Kofi.com is a way that you can put a little money towards your favorite podcast. It can be as little as a few dollars, one time, bunch of times, whatever you feel that you can give. And it helps to cover all the costs that go associated with podcasting. So if you would like to support this podcast, please consider donating through Kofi.com. You can find the link in my Instagram feed under Linktree. It's at Sarah Lady Gluten, or you can visit Kofi, K-O- hyphen fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. I appreciate your support, whether you can give or not. Thanks so much for listening. So welcome Dr. Agarwal to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Yes. Hi, I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So why don't we start with you providing a quick overview about your background and then how you got interested in creating Zenful Brain Coaching. Yeah, so I am a neurologist or physician by training, so I'm a brain doctor. And, you know, I know everything about the inner workings of the brain and brain pathology or, you know, different medical conditions associated with the brain and the spinal cord. But the one thing I realized when I was a physician is that I didn't really know the inner workings of the mind at all. And I mean, you know, you know some, but I was experiencing burnout as a physician. I was exhausted, I was overworked, overwhelmed, I was working long hours. I wasn't taking care of myself. And this was about four years ago. And I was irritable, I was giving everything at work, but I didn't, wasn't giving as much at home to my kids and to my spouse. And it was really, honestly, I wasn't sleeping much. It was one of the most horrible times of my life. And I didn't really realize that I was experiencing something called burnout. Mm-hmm. So burnout, you know, burnout is defined by the World Health Organization as chronic workplace stress that's not managed well. And, you know, it's something that I coach on, but when I was experiencing it, I didn't really know much about it. And I think it's a really, um, it's a term that's used right now a lot in, in social media and something that a lot of your are experiencing and when I was experiencing it I felt like I was alone and that there was nobody really there I could reach out to and it was it was a hard time in my life mm-hmm. and you know I felt like um like I said I was alone and that you know there was nobody out there to help me until I actually found like you could get coaching on it and mm-hmm. um even at that time in 2017 um burnout was not really something that was really talked about in the medical field it wasn't a medical diagnosis until. 2019 and that was recognized by the who and or the world health organization and so i hired a coach and i really found that you know what i was thinking was really affecting how i was feeling and what actions i was taking in my life so we in our brains have 60 to 80 000 thoughts a day but how aware are we of what we're thinking a lot of us just act upon those um what we're thinking and how we're feeling we can't actually put a name to the feeling so mm-hmm. coaching really helped me to realize what I was thinking and that how important my mindset is. And it really helped me to realize I need to put myself first. I need to be able to take care of myself in order to take care of patients and you know, give myself to other people to take care of them. And through coaching, I was able to become healthier, exercise more, eat healthy, put boundaries in place, learn to sleep better. And all of this really changed my life so much so that I decided to become a certified life coach um, by the Life Coach School, uh, and then the Certified Life Coach Institute is where I got certified to help other female professionals realize that they're in burnout and that they can overcome it and they can change their lives for the better. 
That's great. And yeah, I mean, I can totally see what you mean about feeling alone. Like I have went through periods of burnout and you sort of also feel stuck. Like it's like you feel like you can't really change anything. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, wow, there's just this and it just keeps mounting, but you you're not sure about the changes. So I can see how coaching, you know, having somebody else kind of look at your lifestyle and what you're doing and and point areas that you could make a change. That seems like it would be so helpful. Yeah, no, coaching is can be life changing. And like I said, for burnout, which is very prevalent nowadays for a lot of different people, it can really, really help you. Mm -hmm. So I know we hear so much about the impact of stress and overwhelm on our body, you know, you know, possibly leading to like heart issues or, you know, any a number of different diagnoses. But as a neurologist, what can you tell us about the impact on our brain? Yeah, so stress, chronic stress and overwhelm, and especially with burnout, definitely change your brain. So there is a certain almond shaped part of your brain called the amygdala. The amygdala is a part of the brain that controls your emotions or how you react. And when we are experiencing chronic stress or overwhelm or you know burnout, that part of the brain, the amygdala, becomes bigger over time. And then what happens with that is, is that you are not able to respond to certain situations um, you know, in the way that you normally would, you may overreact, get more emotional. And so there isn't that control of those emotions as much. And then the other thing that chronic stress or overwhelm does to another part of our brain is called our prefrontal cortex. And that part of the brain controls our executive um, judgment or executive functioning, meaning like, you know, if you're faced with a decision, which decision to pick or what, what choice to make. So when we have that part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex actually thins, and then we're not able to make judgments as well as we would have in the past. And so burnout or chronic stress really does change your brain. Not, and again, not for the better. It, it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that's helpful. That's a good explanation. And so, you know, if we know that we're in this period, so we know we've got some of the stress, overwhelm, we're seeing effects to our brain. What can we do then in order to start to get out of some of those what can really be like a looping pattern of stress? So what you're so you're asking what we can do to get out of that loop of chronic yeah. stress? Okay. So what what you can do is actually first of all recognizing that you are in this chronic loop of stress. Oftentimes we just feel like we this is normal, like always being stressed or being overwhelmed, not sleeping. But first of all, recognizing that there is a problem. Mm-hmm. And you can recognize that by first of all realizing how much sleep are you getting. Some of us think it's normal to get, you know, three or four hours of sleep and to function on that. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then two, realizing how much are you taking care of yourself or how much are you not taking care of yourself? Are you exercising? Are you eating healthy? Um, and how much are you actually taking care of yourself and giving yourself that time to be alone? You know, even if it's 15 minutes a day, looking at your life and reflecting on it and then mm-hmm. realizing how are you showing up in your life? Are you always stressed? Are you always worried? Anxious? How are other people, uh, how are you projecting yourself to other people? And, you know, how are your relationships? Are you, you know, irritable at home? Are you not, you know, how are, you know, what are you feeling? Really recognizing those different things and realizing that you have stress or overwhelm or burnout, whatever you want to call it. And what you can do to actually get help is you can, for some people, they may require a thing like a physician or a counselor. And those people are people who are turning to alcohol or, you know, drugs to help with that burnout or the overwhelm, that's definitely something that coach would not help help you with as much. That's 
you definitely need to see a counselor or a physician for that. And, um, you know, some people, though, are, have, don't have burnout, aren't turning to those different things, and they are realizing that they have burnout or overwhelm or stress, and then they can get a coach. A coach can really help you realize what are your priorities in life. And again, this is something that I do. You know, who are you? What do you want out of life? You know, what are your priorities? A lot of us give so much to our work, and then mm-hmm. we don't have, we feel empty. We don't have a, as much to give. But, you know, realizing that, you know, work is always going to be there. And if you don't put yourself first, you're really just hurting yourself. And so reaching out for that help, realizing that you are not alone, that burnout is something that a lot of people experience. So it's first of all, recognizing it and then reaching out for help. Right. Okay. No, that makes a ton of sense. And that, um, a situation sometimes where, you know, you're having those conversations about priorities and people just aren't even sure, like they're just so overwhelmed. They're not, not even sure where their priorities are. Oh, definitely. I mean, so when we're in a state of overwhelm and chronic stress, we can't focus, our brains don't focus, we have difficulty making decisions, something called analysis paralysis. So for that overwhelm just takes over, you keep on ruminating about things, and you don't right. actually take action. And so um, that's definitely something that comes up where people don't know what their priorities are. It's not so you actually sit down and say, well, you know, what are your priorities? And it's not something people will always know right away, but it may take some time to think about that that's definitely very common that people don't know what their priorities are. They're just so used to functioning and doing everything that they're used to that they don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. And then that's, again, I could see that value out of the coach to kind of gently be prodding along and, and helping to figure those out. So, yeah, I, mean, I had a client recently who said, you know, she didn't know who she was outside of her relationships with her kids, her occupation. She always defined herself by what she did or by her relationship. She didn't know who she was. It wasn't until we actually coached and she realized she was a leader with a passion for change. She was not defining herself by her relationships or by her work. And that was such a life-changing moment for her. Yeah, and I can see a lot of people, especially like you hit that time, probably like into your 40s, you're so busy with kids, you're so busy with work, you're so busy with all that stuff. But then also like, you've changed a lot from say when you were 20 and you first were starting to figure out who you are. Do you know what I mean? So that it's sort of like compounded into that finding yourself again, but then also then trying to find your way out of this burnout situation. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, when you, who you are in your twenties and thirties is different than who, who you are in your forties. And that definitely can change what your priorities are over time. But I think really honing in on what the, what those priorities are is very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'm excited to announce the launch of my author website, www.se-german.com. On this website, you can find out all the information about my publications, focused areas on my novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, where there are questions for parents as you work through the novel with your children, as well as teacher resources that can be used in the classroom. There's also information about the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast and recent press. Please visit www.se-german.com. And so... Once you do that, I guess you can then start focusing on that fulfillment part or maybe having fun if that's um, something that's missing from your life. And so I guess I wondered, like, from a brain perspective, why 
is that important in order to really be focusing and allowing ourselves to have that fun and feelings of fulfillment? So that is a part of life, having a fulfillment, freedom, and fun. And when you are able to enjoy, your brain works better, it functions better. You are activating that amygdala in a positive way instead of a negative way with burnout. So that helps you uh, respond better in other situations when you're experience, experiencing that fulfillment, that fun, and that freedom. So you're more relaxed and re relaxing and all of that helps your brain overall. It helps new neural pathways build when you're um, basically when you're having that fun, that fulfillment and freedom over time. Because when you're in burnout, you have certain neural pathways that are active. And then when you change that over time, you form new neural pathways in your brain. And then that leads to more fun, fulfillment and feelings of freedom and being relaxed over time. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I guess then how can we sort of move into achieving this? Is that something that you're working on in your coaching as once it's been identified that you've got burnout, you're then prioritizing? Is it then moving into that fulfillment piece? Oh, definitely. I mean, so first of all, is who are you? What do you want out of life? What's important to you? And then building that self-confidence, being able to help female professionals set boundaries and building that self-love and that self-compassion over time, and then actually implementing those changes, you know, practicing that self-care and, you know, exercising, eating healthy, getting enough sleep, basically then, so our brains respond to automation or habit. You know, if our habit is always to not take care of ourselves, not eat healthy, we just continue that. But when we actually are intentional about our changes and we practice that self-care over time, our brains then take on that as a habit. It just becomes automatic then. Yeah. And then we can start to feel better, right? <laughs> um, definitely, definitely. So then in your coaching practice, I guess, what are some of the tools that you're seeing are super effective in terms of um, helping women to make these changes? So one thing that I see that's super effective is being intentional or setting time for yourself, uh, for mm -hmm. reflection on yourself, whether it be 15 minutes a day, half an hour, whatever you have time for, you need to make um, a lot of people say they don't have time, but being intentional about it, setting that time on your calendar, on your clock, putting an alarm, and just taking that time for yourself is so important. Um, you know, oftentimes female professionals or females, they give so much to everybody else, but then they put themselves last. That doesn't serve you or anybody else. So being intentional about getting time for yourself, um, being intentional about getting a good amount of sleep. And, you know, it can vary for people, but, you know, sleeping at least six hours um, and then you're going to feel better over time. You're going to be able to show, show up or get up in the morning and feel better and not feel that exhaustion. Um, and then two is, or the next thing is mindset, really being helping people with their self-awareness and realizing what they're thinking and what they're feeling. Because most people aren't in tune with what they're thinking and what they're feeling. So those are some of the most common tools. And then the other is more of like this identity work, working on, you know, who are you and what do you want out of life and implementing those changes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. So I wondered, when you're having that intentional reflection time, are you thinking or or maybe it doesn't matter, like, is it in a meditation? Are you journaling through that time? Are you just kind of sitting and, you know, seeing what you need for 15 minutes or so? What does that look like for different people? So again, it, it could be very different for different people. Like you said, so one is journaling. That's something that I help my clients do if they want to take it on or at least try it. It may not be for them. The other is meditation, spending five, 10 minutes, just kind of clearing their mind and actually help with guided meditation. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of videos for that that I give to my clients. And then the other thing is just, you know, spending, 
10 minutes out in nature is something that some people like go for a walk, even just sitting outside for 10 minutes. And again, trying to clear your mind and just kind of look at nature and just to spend that time with yourself. And that's something that my clients have found that works well for them. So those are a few things. And for some people, it could be could be something else. It could be, you know, just going somewhere and having, you know, a massage or something like that for some people. So again, I think it very varies, but I think journaling is a great thing to do and to implement. That's something that I do. And I really like to reflect on my day and what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. Okay. That's great. So it could be something even different every day. Like one day you get a massage, the next day you journal, like whatever you're feeling kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to journal or meditate or, or um, build in that time for yourself, that is better if you're consistent with it. I think if you want to do the other things like get a massage or, you know, whether other other self-care things like mani pedi, those things, you know, here or there, but those aren't really going to help you with that kind of self-reflection as much. It's really when you meditate, you journal, spend time with yourself outside or different things like that, or go for a walk, you know, even sometimes for yeah. people, exercise can, can be that kind of time with themselves that they tend to focus or reflect. Yeah. Oh, I can totally see that. Like I find if I walk or if I'm running, it's like, you know, you're kind of in that zone, but then it's totally different. If I take one of my kids with me, you know, you're in like a caretaker zone and you're like, Oh, this is not time for myself. It's, it's like a different vibe. So I can see that, uh, that that could work for some people as well too. Yes, definitely. I mean, it can vary for people just need to find what it is. Yeah. Um, And then I wondered on the sleep. So I know a lot of people that are really in high stress burnout don't sleep well. I mean, you mentioned that like some people are like three hours. So you mentioned focusing on that as a key pillar. Do you then dig in with people on maybe some of the root causes to why they're not sleeping in order to help them get there? Yeah. It definitely. So a lot of times people are just ruminating about things. Um, They're racing thoughts or they're, they're very anxious or they just have a lot on their mind, really clearing your mind, setting a, a, per, a good sleep schedule, you know, mm-hmm. setting a, a certain time you go to bed every day, waking up a certain time, being consistent in that is very good to, to developing good sleep habits and patterns. And I delve into, you know, what what is it that's causing you not to sleep? Being on social media, watching TV, reading a book, what are your patterns in, in bed? You know, are you on your phone in bed? That That's not good because your brain associates being in bed with being on your phone. So then you're like kind of activated, your brain is activated instead of trying to fall asleep in your, in your bed. So, you know, how, what are your, what does your bed bedroom look like? You know, are you on a TV, you have a TV and watching TV and is that, you know, interfering? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know um, I met with somebody and we talked a lot about sleep and some of the things she even mentioned were like the blackout curtains or like, you know, having a certain scent that sort of you're using at bedtime, like an, like an essential oil even, or like different things to kind of set that calming, cool mood atmosphere for like sleep time. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's definitely very, very important. You know, having blackout curtains on having light and things like that. Yeah, to get in that good. Yeah, because it was something I was experiencing for a while. And I was like, I removed caffeine from my diet, I had made all these changes. And I was like, I'm still not sleeping amazing, you know, and so yeah, but it can take time, it can take time to really figure it out. Oh, it definitely can. I mean, it takes delving into what exactly are their problems, why they're having it, and then setting a pattern and implementing changes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, great. So I wondered, are there any kind of other last pieces of advice or tools that you would really want to point listeners to who might be experiencing burnout or almost not even sure if that's what they have, but thinking it could be? 
Yeah, so actually on my website, I have more information about, you know, what exactly is burnout. And then actually I also have my own podcast. It's called the Zenful Brain Podcast. And I actually um, have podcasts about what is burnout, what are the symptoms, what are you experiencing, and different tools to help implement in your life. You know, so, you know, what is give that time for yourself, make yourself a priority, set that time for exercise and eating healthy. And then really, once you give more to yourself, you can give more to others. Um, so my website is www.zenfulbrain.com. That's Z-E-N-F-U-L-B-R-A-I-N.com. You can actually also schedule a, a free discovery session on my website with me. Okay, that's amazing. That's great. Um, are you on like Instagram and stuff as well then? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. So I'm um, at uh, Zenful Brain Official. So that's Z-E-N-F-U-L-B-R-A-I-N Official, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. And then I'm also on, on Facebook. Okay, perfect. So we will make sure to link up to all of those places in the show notes. And that's great that you have a podcast and and that you're able to get um, more information out there to everybody through that. Yeah, I I love the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I think everybody's probably learned a lot more about things that they can do to really dive into um, burnout and, and kind of find that support that they need to move forward. Yes, I, again, putting yourself first is such an important thing in our lives. We should stop putting ourselves last. Absolutely. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Are you interested in having a published author speak in your classroom or at your community event? I'd be interested in speaking about my new novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, the writing process, mental health, Pandas Pans, podcasting, and more. Contact me at reallifeprojectco at gmail.com for both in-person and online bookings. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se hyphengerman.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi, K-O-F-I, dot com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.